everybody's getting hoes. All right, this is the okay. I actually got the count today. Today's the um the sixteenth episode Culture Academy podcast. We are back again. I love it, man. I love it. It feels good. And as always, class is in session, man. Let's get it in. Class is definitely in session. The, the academy is back. Uh, once again, the doors have opened for some great, great debates today. Uh, great things we want to touch on, and we can make. Uh, the, of course, the first first thing we're going to touch on pretty quick. But first of all, uh, you know how how you feeling, bro? How was your um How was your Denver trip, man? Denver, I'll be back in a couple of months. We're gonna do it again. Nice. So, was there anything like anything that stand out, or was it all just really chill? Uh, everything was awesome. The weed was awesome. <laughs> uh, the mountains were awesome. Those donuts look popping. Uh. I'm see. I'm kind of debating in my mind. Do I really want to give. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Voodoo Donuts was awesome. <laughs> uh, I'll definitely be going back. Um, Denver Biscuit Company was awesome. Uh, Denver was a very good place, and everybody was very embracing. Um, they were very uh, with, with open arms. Uh, I probably gained about five pounds while I was out there, <laughs> and I think I probably lost a lung while I was out there also. Now, here's the important question. Because you don't strike me as the type to do this, so I would I want to see if you actually did it. Um, did you go skiing? Uh, we did not go skiing. Um, actually, when I tried to go up to the mountain, the mountain was actually uh, closed at that particular time. It was kind oh, of snowing, kind of heavy. But um, I I'm telling you, man, I plan on making it back to Denver probably twice more in 2017. I'll probably go in the summer to see what it's like in the summer. And then I'll probably hit it up again in uh in November to try to get a real feel for the uh for the winners there, man. Yeah, gotta go skiing, bro. It's like that's on one of my lists right there. I mean, I obviously want to go to Denver for other things, but just the fact that they got those fucking skiing things out there, I gotta check that shit out. And Denver is like number one for like dogs, bro, because people had all kind of dogs inside the restaurants and shit. It was kind of crazy. Oh shit, that's a weird Statistic just to be number one in fucking dogs. I'm telling you, man, everywhere I went, somebody had a dog at the restaurant, outside the restaurant. It was crazy. That shit reminded me of that uh, Cuban Gooding Jr. movie. The fucking dogs on the sled. That's the only thing I think when you think of Denver snow ass yeah, for I mean, dogs. Uh, uh, snow, snow dogs or whatever the fuck it was called. But yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, I hear you on that. All right, man. So, and just to just to go ahead and, um, I guess, r- run right into it, um. You know, the Super Bowl, while you were in Denver, it was Super Bowl weekend. Uh, we could touch on this real quick. I feel like these we're, we're not really a sports-heavy um, podcast, and they, ESPN beats everything to the ground. But uh, if <laughs> yeah, you guys, the mothership definitely does that. Yeah, definitely. If you guys haven't been living on the rock, and if you're partly American, uh, shout out to Trump, um, the Patriots made that incredible comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. And Tom Brady, you know, I got the the pleasure of going to a petting zoo and seeing him there because he's the goat. Tom <laughs> like Brady that. is the goat. I like that. For I don't sure, care man. what nobody says. Stamp this solidified. If you say he's not the goat, you're just a hater. Exactly. I don't get why the fuck people still hating on him. But yeah, man, he brought his team down. Um, you know, obviously, was it 25 points? 25 points. 25 point deficit, and that's really even being generous because they kicked that field goal before half. So technically, it was really about a 28 point difference with two minutes left in the uh, in the second quarter. Yeah, they yeah they squeezed the field goal in last minute, and uh, but that was the turning point ultimately because you know that three points ultimately came into play. Oh yeah, definitely did. So Tom Brady is obviously the goat here. Um, 
the funny thing about the whole game to me was like what happened after the game. You never see this shit happen for the Super Bowl. Now, the reason I say this is two things happened with the Falcons that it, it really fucked up some jobs. And what I mean by right. that is Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, is it the offensive coordinator? Right. For the Falcons? Uh, son of, uh, you know, famed uh, coach. Mike Shanahan of the uh, formerly of the Denver Broncos and the uh, Washington Redskins. Now Kyle Shanahan is now the coach of the 49ers. He's moving on up. He went to the West Coast. He's the head coach of the 49ers, correct? So we have two things coming into play. Number one, Kyle Shanahan is going to have to answer for his offensive play in the half. They've already mentioned that they're going to hold a press conference so he could talk about that shit and clear the monkey on his back before the season starts. I think that's hilarious given the fact that he scored 28 points in the first half of the Super Bowl and a lot of teams don't score 28 points in the game at all. Exactly. So they said they got to hold a press conference to clear that out. That's funny, which I guess That is funny. Yeah, that is definitely different. Which I guess that um, you know, whatever, publicity's good publicity and all the, publicity the 49ers is good need publicity. it. This is true. And the, the funniest part is the defensive coordinator for the Falcons just got fired today. <laughs> yeah, he definitely should have got the hook. That's for sure. He definitely should have got the hook. You, you couldn't figure out. If you would have stopped the Patriots on one possession, you would be Super Bowl champions today. Exactly. And I want to put this down in terms for maybe some people can understand this. If you're playing Madden with your boy and you're down 25 points and a half, Over. you know what he's going to do when the half comes. He's going to be throwing passes, so you're going to be setting up pass defenses. But let me ask you this on an even more realistic note. We're playing Madden. You got me down 28-3. to If we're not calling 21 mercy, but we run the whole game, are, are you really going to let me get off 28-31 unanswered points? That's what I'm saying. So the, the defensive coordinator, he really had no excuse for that, so he's fired. You're done, son. So, you know what? You were talking about this off air, and actually now I'm, I'm beginning to come around to what you're saying. So, where do you see the Falcons at next year? Not making the playoffs. I'll say 4-12. and 4-12? and 12. Here's why I'm on the fence about that. Because they lost the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, I could easily see them not making the playoffs because you got a whole fucking new... You're basically training a whole entire new system with the exception of the head coach being there. So, it's going to be difficult to make the playoffs. My only thing is it just depends on the other teams in that conference, man. Like if the Bucks take a step back and if the Panthers continue being terrible, they always got a shot because the the, the Saints don't look like they're going to get any better. In the yeah, the Saints team. are done because uh, Drew Brees is done. So, I mean, it is possible. Uh, but wasn't it that one year? There was one year that a team – that might have been – no, that might have been a different conference. But there, it is plausible for them to make the playoffs in that conference with the losing record. It is. So – I don't know if that'll be the case, but because of the fact that they fired both coordinators, I can kind of see them. Actually, the you're right. It was actually that same division. It just happened. I think the Panthers finished like seven, eight. It's like seven, like seven, one and eight or something like that. I think they had a tie on their resume and they, and they made the playoffs. So yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, my only thing is I think the Bucks are going to get so much better, and that's not saying shit just because we in Tampa. I just think that anytime you give Winston time, you got those receivers, and you're going to come up on a good picks on the draft. Hopefully, I, I just see them getting better, but. You know, I don't want to spend too much time on it because Super Bowl's over. Um, it's over, man. We could just say one takeaway from the Super Bowl, which is uh, Tom Brady's the fucking goat. That's all I, and that's all you need to say. Tom Brady is the goat, and that's the that's the best takeaway you could probably have. That is the best takeaway there. So shout out to Giselle. <laughs> oh man! Oh, one more thing about the Super Bowl before we let that topic go. I just love the fact that Goodell got killed. At the Yo, point. did you hear the boobers? Oh my god. I've never seen somebody. That's probably the worst boobers that I think I've ever heard. For a non for a player or a non player. That's ridiculous, right? 
that's crazy. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, that shit had me. I wonder how he must have felt. It felt like he would have been the type to cry in the car or some he shit. Pro- he probably felt, you know, super small, man, because those fans let him have it. They just rained down on him, bro, for a good 30 seconds. He was trying to clean it up, trying to, you know, pass it over to Mr. Kraft. And nah, Mr. Kraft didn't want no part of that. He's like, no, you take this. You take these booze right now, man. <laughs> you embrace these booze and you take them home with and you. And Mr. Kraft, uh, you know, they both petty as shit, both Tom Brady and uh, Robert Kraft, because Kraft pretty much immediately after said a lot of shit happened in the last two years that don't need to be discussed with Goodell sitting right next to him. And of course, uh, Tom Brady with but, his but, but recent what's, commercial. But what's understood, I mean, hey, but what's understood don't have, what's understood don't have to be discussed. Everybody knows that, you know, uh, I feel I'm not even a Patriots fan, but I kind of feel that Roger Goodell kind of had it out for them. Oh yeah, hell yeah! So it's just funny to see that happen. Did you did you catch that Tom Brady commercial? I caught it. I thought it was hilarious, but I also thought that it was um a little foreshadowing. I didn't think that we would see them come back from uh, 25 points down, but every Super Bowl the Patriots have won, they won coming from behind. So I don't really know why we're all shocked. Fair enough. So are you saying right now? That the NFL's fixed. <laughs> I'm not saying that the NFL is fixed. I'm definitely saying that the NFL has um, influence. We'll say that. Vegas. Hey, I mean, look, it's a lot of money to be made out here, man. Can I just sit here and say, I think it's whack that Vegas, as soon as the team wins the championships, less than 24 hours, they're putting out the uh, who's going to have the best shot to win next year. Like, there's free agency, draft, all this shit that comes into play, and you just coming out there and saying... Who is it? The obviously the Patriots are going to be repeat champions because they just won. Falcons, the Cowboys. Like you don't know what the fuck's going to happen between now and then. Yeah, I think that is a little corny, but I think they are taking uh, advantage of suckers because people go in there and they bet on these early bets, not even realizing you know that these bets do change day to day, month to month as the season gets closer based on injury. So I mean, if you know, but that's who they're preying on. They're preying on people who want to lock those bets in early. Definitely. All right, man. So, yeah, like I said, man, there's been so much uh, going on in this world since the hiatus, man. Hip hop has been fucking crazy. We had a few albums pop, um, you know, a few albums out there. Big Sean came out with his new record. Um, you a fan of Big Sean? I'm I'm somewhat of a fan of Big Sean. Like I like his music. I like his music. My my only thing is, and I understand why he does it. I'm not hating him at all. You got to get your money. But a lot of the records that people are a fan of Big Sean because they're the most records that pop. I'm not a fan of because Big Sean can actually fucking rap. And, you know, I appreciate Big Sean because he can, uh, he's definitely a spitter. He definitely um, respects the craft, respects the culture. But I also look out when I, when I listen to Big Sean records, um, his normal records or his commercial records, he, he normally brings the bars. He might dumb it down for the commercial situation which you know most good artists sometimes kind of have to do of course but uh but yeah he's normally pretty uh thorough through and through of course so you know his from what i heard his record's good i'm kind of letting it sit for a while before i actually listen to it because i don't want to pull myself in that j cole trap where you know the record comes out surprise record everybody's getting excited and then as soon as i heard it, i thought it was trash i won't say trash trash is a big word i thought it was decent so i'm giving i'm giving this record some time just to sit uh, sit in the pot and bubble up and then I'm gonna go check it out have you heard it yet I've heard a few joints off of it I heard like two joints I mean I heard a couple records off of it I mean it seems like it might be a um how we like to say a uh, a solid effort a solid effort a solid effort you know I don't really like to you know um, be too harsh unless it's just trash <laughs> then we'll be harsh on them all right fair enough so um 
Yeah, Big Sean record came out between now and the last time we went on this. Uh, Migos record also came out. Now, Migos has been in news very recently. Um, obviously, we, one of the big things, which I think was more of just the fucking people just trolling, trying to get Migos to replace Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. I, I mean, I thought it was going to happen for a split second. You really did? I, I kind of thought that Lady Gaga would be petty enough just to bring Migos out, kind of like Bruno Mars did with uh, Beyonce that one year. But th- so let me get that straight. So I thought so that was Bruno Mars performing who brought out Beyonce. It wasn't Beyonce who brought out Bruno Mars? It was Beyonce who brought out Bruno okay, Mars. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Right, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. But, so, uh, um, but shout out to the Migos who are going to be here in Tampa come uh, March 4th. So they'll be out here. Yeah, definitely. Um, And they just recently came out with their, their shit about the – um. I love Macon, the fucking club going up on the Tuesday guy. Sure. You, you've heard about that shit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely made its way around the around the rumor wire. All right, man. You know, they do damage control, as all great artists do. You have to have good you gotta management. Have a, you got to have a good management. got to have a good publicist. Exactly. So you got to go ahead and have good management and good, and good publishers, kind of what you we said. all see scandal. You got to have somebody to clean it up. <laughs> so more or less, um, you know, the shit that be out here trolling and whatnot. Uh, Migos when they mentioned I love um, what was it how the fuck do you pronounce this dude's name I love Mac- Macon Macon yeah go ahead yeah that works yeah, I love Macon something like that yeah the OVO cat you know club going up on the Tuesday got the club I mean that was a solid record I, I mean you know it was on the charts for a while it made it hopefully put some bread in his pocket and you know Migos uh, and I won't say Migos Quavo uh, let's just call it yeah. which is Migos He's like, from what but, I hear, he's like but, the best in Migos. But at the end of the day, we he got a name, and if he says something, we should attach it to. Yeah, the we're name. gonna attach it to him because I don't think that um, Offset said this. So uh, Quavo, they were talking about uh, Macon's decision, making his decision here. He came out recently, and came out as gay, which I don't think it, I didn't think. It was so one of the Migos, surprise. so one of the Migos is gay. No, 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 no. I love. Um, oh, I love. Macon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's yeah. a, sh- a shock. It wasn't a shock to me, but he came out as a uh, gay. Um, and you know, it was like a big thing. Okay. Um, so Quavo came out, and I got the exact quotes here because I think they're funny. And I'm gonna repeat the first quote, and then we'll follow up with the damage control, right? So the first quote was, they were talking about his decision with coming out. Uh, Quavo was. He says they supported him. He said that's that's because the world is fucked up. No, 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 no. Correction. They both said it. Offset and Quavo. That's because the world is fucked up. This world is not right. We ain't saying that it's nothing wrong with the gays, but he suggests that basically his sexuality undermines his credibility and the shit that he was saying. Because he says that he first came out talking about trapping and selling mollies and doing all that. That's whack, bro. Now, I got a question for you. Because you're very big on, you've been saying this the last few years, that you think the next artist to blow up really insanely in the next few years is going to be a, more or less a, a gay artist. A homosexual artist. Absolutely. Yeah. Who comes out and is pretty much like, hey, I'm here. And this is what I do. I agree. So absolutely. with that being said, maybe this is just a fucking street mentality, but I don't get why they saying this dude's coming out rapping about selling drugs and shit, mollies and shit, and he's gay. Gay motherfuckers out here selling drugs too. Yeah, I mean, there's dots there, but they're trying to connect dots that necessarily in this day and age may not be made. Um, because... Um, Home, uh, 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 homosexuals or uh, you know people who you know participate in the gay lifestyle have been hustling since hustling has been around. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't get why it was such a surprise. Like maybe because they they attach like the certain type when you come out and you're being a street guy. Um, you have to do the macho you, you have thing. to do the macho, the thing. macho thing. 
but I never got the sense that I didn't haven't heard his earlier shit. I never got the sense that he was trying to do that macho thing. To me, it would be a lot different than somebody say Trick Daddy, who, you know, Trick Daddy, who perfect example. To, you know, who came out to Styles P. Jada. Yeah, see what I'm saying. I'd be more of a shock there. He's so already sure. a, he's already an R and B dude. Yeah, they they really want to make the connection with that. You know that that's basically saying the same thing. Like if the weekend were to come out and be homosexual, would we really be shocked? I would not be shocked. You see what I'm saying? And he talks about the same thing. You know what I mean? Getting fucked up, drugs, alcohol, and that you know not saying that he is because he obviously talks about a shitload of women as well. But, oh yeah, you know, but uh. But you see what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I kind of do. I, I I side with you on that with with the comments. My only thing is, if the weekend came out, which obviously we don't have no inside information at all, no inside information. I, I just, just, have just to, using that as an example. I just have to start making that OVO connection if more than one of them come out. But um, then we already know who's coming up next. Right? <laughs> all right, man. So you know, and the damage control is this bullshit. I hate when people buy into this shit. The damage control was basically saying, you know, we've always been about being original, staying true, staying true to yourself. Goes a staying long true way. Staying true to the culture. You know, we're fans of his music. We wish uh, he we he didn't feel like he ever had to hide himself. We feel the world is fucked up. Blah, blah. We love all people, gay or straight, and we apologize if we offend anybody. So it was damn. That's just clear damage control. Control there. Um, control. Shout out to Jan Jackson. <laughs> so, um. Like like I said, that was no fucking surprise to me. Like if there was somebody who would have did it, he probably would have been up there in the list for me. But you know, again, shout out to him, man. Like to me, I don't give a fuck what you are. I'm not condoning shit, but I just feel like if you need to get that fucking monkey off your back, go ahead. I don't give a fuck as long as you make good ass music. There was rumors a while back that was it Marvin Gaye, or Luther, one of them. I wouldn't be shocked by none of this information, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you make good it's music. It's highly weird for a reason. Yeah, so the music is all that matters, man. If somebody came out, again, no inside information, but if Drake came out and fucking said, yo, I like sucking dick, I'd be like, all right, Drake, whatever, man. You made 4 p.m. in Calabasas, so. But would that, exactly, would that take away from the millions of records that he sold? No, it might even give him, he might even sell more records. No, like you said, it's about who does it than, than who actually, you know, does it. If Drake came out and did some shit like that, no, but if you know, fucking, well, it wouldn't be well received, man. If he did that, it it wouldn't. But people, I think people would get over it at some point. I think a lot more people would gravitate towards him, to be honest. Um, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, to me, I think it would leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths because for because for ten years you talked about smashing girls. <laughs> so yeah, now nah, Drake probably couldn't fly, but uh, I love. I he, definitely want to hear DMX. Do he could definitely fly. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's why I work for Frank Ocean. You know, any any one of these R&B dudes, man, it'll work for them because they already into their feelings. That's true. And Frank Ocean, he came out um, that one his first joint, and then his second joint, he just really expanded on it because he actually started singing about some of the shit in some of his records. So, you know, it is what it is. It don't really matter to me as far as uh, who comes out. It's a, it's all about if you make good music. Um, now, just to briefly touch on Drake because we kind of brought his name up here. Drake, um, Nicki Minaj, and Lil Wayne hinting at a Young Money reunion tour. Um, I'm not sure if that's a shock to anybody. I mean, it never had any bad blood, um, so I guess we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen with that. It's going to be good on the money either way. I mean, Drake, if Drake got this much power to do a Young Money reunion tour, he needs to holla at Birdman for getting that Carter released and stop playing games with the people. At this point, by the time that record comes out, or by the time they even think about putting that record, he's going to have to record the entire thing because the the entire sound of music is different now. That record, he recorded that record how long ago? See, I, a couple years now, man. That's why I hate that, man. You know, 
I wish that we could get back to the days where the artists would just record it, record an album, record a record in a week, and put it out to the people. But now you have a situation where he'll record the record, and now by the time the record gets put out and it's popping, it's kind of it's kind of old to the artist at that point. He's already made new material. Got it. Yeah, definitely. So I hear you. All right, man. So um, yeah, man. So if if that record comes out, I'm not gonna hate. I'll I'll definitely check it out. I think uh I think a Young Money reunion tour will be good for hip hop. It's definitely gonna be good for their pockets. Oh um, yeah, that's um. It's definitely gonna be good for hip hop. It's definitely gonna be good for their pockets, and that's definitely gonna be a discussion that we're gonna have to have on the podcast. Because we done talked about MCs, this, that, and the third, but we haven't had a group discussion. A group discussion. And the groups are very influential to the culture. Man, if whatever the group discussion we have, Locks is going to be up there. So Yeah, we're going to talk about it, Locks, D-Block, G-Union. You got to get into some, uh, you got to look into cash money. You got to look into No Limit. You got to look into, uh, you know, uh, um, what's Rick Ross and them? What's their name? Maybach Music. You're going to have to look in, you have to look into that, you know? Yeah, Maybach, Maybach music, man. Ross is so underrated, man. Get the fuck. Ross is so underrated, bro. He's underappreciated as a lyricist, like a, a rapper. He's underappreciated. <sighs> I, I would agree with you on that. Like this dude, he he makes good records. I don't care what nobody says. Um, I'm not sure if he has a classic album. People throw the word classic around there too yeah, much. Yeah, classic is is very loose nowadays. Yeah, I don't know which classic album came out. The only album I can remember the last few years that was classic to me was just 2014 Forest Hills Drive, and that was just because of the fact that it kind of gave me that classic feel where you can go from top to bottom with the records and the all, you can listen to them all. To me, that's what I look for. I'm not looking for that two-hit album and the rest of the 11 singles are trash on there. I'm trying to bang it all the way through. Exactly. I'm trying to go ahead and just listen to it all the way through. All right, man. So, um, yeah, more music news here just to get on that with you guys. How you feeling about... uh? Jim Jones joining Rock Nation. It was definitely a shock. I mean, I figured he was up to something once I saw him on the, uh, once I saw him on the Instagram, you know, performing the snaps and whatnot. Uh, that he was up there in the office, but um, definitely shout out to Jim, shout out to Jay Z, being able to bury the hatchet and you know trying to get to the money and trying to hopefully put out good music. Now I don't know if this is just me being a conspiracy theorist here, and it probably is. So I want to see what you think about this. I don't know why. It should be a good thing, right? Because the locks, is it the locks or just Jada is on Rock Nation? It's the locks, correct? Yeah, right. Okay, so the locks is a collaboration. They're on Rock Nation. You signed Jim Jones to Rock Nation. I feel like this, I feel like it's somewhat of a slight, man. Like, I don't know why I feel that way. And I, the only reason I feel like it's a slight is I feel like kind of a while back, uh, let's talk about DMX. He's coming out with a record. He actually came out with a single. Uh, just recently, a while back, D, uh, Jay-Z wanted to actually sign DMX. And DMX said, I can't do it because of the fact that I came up with Jay-Z. We were both in the same position. How you going to be my boss? How you going to be my boss? So that's why I kind of feel like it's a slight because he's getting all of these cats that he was battling in the city with, which was, I mean, not maybe not Jim Jones directly, but when you thought about big rappers, you thought about Dipset, you thought about Locks, you thought about... Um, jay-z the whole crew the rockefeller you know that whole thing they were they were all kind of competing against each other and now jay-z is so ahead of the rest that he's signing everybody he was competing with yeah that's crazy right yeah i mean jim jones throwing up the rock after the beef and everything after you having your own um after you having your own success standing on your own two feet 
But um, but you know, may, maybe you know, money talks, bullshit walks a thousand miles. Now I don't have the facts on this, so you could probably fact check me here. Is Nas signed to Rock Nation? Nah, I think Nas is with Def Jam. Def Jam. Okay, so he's still with Def Jam. Okay, cool. Now the only reason I was checking that is um, because I know Jim Jones and Nas had beef back in the days. I know obviously Cam and and Jay had their tussle, but to me that was more like family shit. Um, not necessarily meaning that they were that close. It's just the fact that they were both. I mean, Cam is responsible for a large part of making Rockefeller pop. Absolutely, you ha- you can't say Rockefeller without saying Killer Cam. Yeah, so that that to me was more like, kind of like a family thing. Was just like, all right, cool. I made you guys, you know, you guys did, did some fuck shit. I'm gonna call you out on the record with the whole candles, the camel, um, Jay Z, chancletas with jeans, chancletas <laughs> with jeans. jeans on. You know what I mean? But um, now, nah, man, it's pretty interesting, man. Um, see, here's my thing with Jim Jones signing. The locks, they're always gonna be steady. Um, Jada Kiss is always going to be a great lyricist. So Styles P and Sheik, they're always a steady crew. I just, I don't know where Jim Jones is going to go with this man. Like Jim Jones has not really been on the scene the last few years, and it's difficult just to pop on, especially with the type of music that he was used to making. I mean, I don't know. Jim Jones has put out that Kitchen album I've been listening to, and it was pretty good. So I mean, I think Jim has been flying under the radar, but he's definitely been active. I right, mean, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Do we get a Jim Jones <laughs> J feature? I mean, they might as well Ballin do it. You might, as, you might as well do it since you signed him, man. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, man, it's going to be weird seeing him throw up the rock. Um, you know, and it's it's definitely weird seeing. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to the new DMX joint. I'll be honest with you, because I want to see where DMX is at at this point in his career. I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, and according to uh, Nor- uh the Nori Swiss Beats interview on the Drink Champs, uh, Swiss had said that this DMX record is so good that it's really taking him back to the old days. Now, mind you, I don't know how credible Swiss is when it comes to this shit, because if you were a big part of somebody's career back in the days, I don't think you're going to come out and be like, yeah, you know, this DMX record that I'm helping promote is just meh. So he's he's definitely got to sell it. But, you know, it's just good to have X off the coke. I mean, he might still be on the fucking crack. Who knows? Who knows if he's he's still tweaking to do whatever the fuck he's doing. But, you know. He's so fucked up, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it kind of gives me that uh, Eminem feel where it's like, okay, you know, I'm glad they sober, but that shit you gave me when you was high was fucking crazy as hey, shit. Hey, man, you need the good drugs to make the good music. This is just facts. Is that the facts? You need good drugs to make good music? In most people's case, in most people's <laughs> cases, you do have some exceptions to the rules, but in most people's cases, it's the facts. I'm saying, man, that's what I'm going to fucking need. Um, it's I, don't drugs. Know, I don't know in your case if it's the facts because you just do you, so you can't, you know, you can't really switch up the sauce. You know, it's too late in the game to switch up the sauce. Uh, it's way too late in the game. You're right. You're right. All right, man. So, yeah, man. So, we'll look out to what um the boy Jimmy got going on. If um, you haven't heard it, definitely go check out the Kitchen record, man. It was a, it was a very stellar effort for Jimmy. You know what? I'm kind of sad that I actually haven't heard anything on that record. That's terrible, man. You that is terrible. Because I used to follow Jim back in the day, so I really haven't heard none. I am happy that Joel Santana is back making music. Um, About time, but he was going through a lot, though. He was going through a lot. I'm glad he's making music again. Uh, Cam, I'm glad Cam is making music again. I will say this. That record that he had, um, the fuck's the name of that? The one with the Get It in Ohio. Yes. That record was actually, that album was actually pretty good. There was a few trash songs. That fucking Cookies with some Apple Juice was one of the- I don't know what the hell he was thinking with that one. One of the worst songs I've ever heard, but the rest of the album was really good. So I'm really looking forward to a Cam project. Um, yeah, man, but there's a, there's, you know, 
music wise, we got Big Sean. We got other shit to look forward to. Migos dropped. I'm not a Migos guy, but you know, I've, I've heard decent things about the record. I just can't see myself sitting through a Migos project. Like if I'm at the club, you know, play bad and bougie. But if you know, if I got to listen to it, yeah, I'll probably pass because of my personal preference. Um, and we also have um, you know, what what other projects is coming out? You got anything on the top? I'm looking forward to the Davies shit. Yeah, Davey's cooking up. He's getting ready to do uh, something for the folks. Um, outside of that, man, you know, a lot of people really just doing, like, mixtape stuff. Who knows? You may have somebody who just dropped something. You know, that's the new norm now, too, just dropping records out of nowhere. Speaking of shit out of nowhere, um, what's up with your girl, Nicki Minaj, man? She's been on some what crazy. What you mean? What's up with her? Ever since she left uh, the boy Meek, and Meek is taking the mails, ever since she left... Ever since she actually left Meek, she's been fucking steadily making her name in the headlines. She just recently um, posted pictures, obviously, with Drake and shit, and they're talking about a Young Money tour reunion. She just recently rekindled with Gucci Mane. So now hopefully she'll get back to spitting bars. Now, when she first came out with Gucci, she was that. She was spitting that crack. So that's what I'm saying. Like, is she trying to jump in the vault and get those fucking lyrics back out, or what's the hey, deal? man, I hope so, because Remy Martin is out here cleaning these bitches up. Let me ask you about Remy, because I want to know what you think. I don't think we've ever talked about this. Remy, you said Remy's cleaning bitches up. Remy has been throwing shots at Nikki almost every freestyle she fucking does. And that's a, and Nikki can't do nothing with that. You just got to eat those. But do you like that? Just randomly, I love that. You, you randomly like people starting just shit like that? It's awesome. It's beautiful. See, I feel like I can't have it both ways. And the reason I say that is, Okay, I may like Remy Ma coming at Nikki because I respect Remy as a spitter, but in the same exact token, Hurricane Chris just fucking came out and talked about beating up Kodak Black because he wants to beef with Lil Wayne, talking about Lil Wayne is my boy, Lil Wayne is my homie. Hurricane Chris coming out. Hey, baby. Hey, baby is coming out and saying this shit. So I feel like I can't have it both ways. Like, if I don't respect that... Is it just the bars? No, that- but see, but Nikki spitting, but uh, Remy spitting bars. Okay, so it's just the bars. Okay, that would make sense then. Um, you know, those bars that um Remy's spitting and, and Remy's been slowly, you know, we talked about it last time. She was the only female rapper being uh, given an award during the award show. So, you know, she's been coming out and doing her shit. Um, I just feel like I feel like they're poking at a tree. She's poking at something that I don't think is gonna happen. Like I don't think Nikki's is ever beating gonna, on a dead horse. Yeah, I don't think Nikki's gonna return bars back. I would love to see it. But I just can't see Nikki return bars. Has Nikki ever threw bars at anybody that you can recall? I mean, she might have threw like light bars at people. Just maybe like her and little Kim, maybe had like a spat back and forth. But I really feel like for Nikki to really solidify her place, also you you got to get your hands dirty. You got to get in there and get your hands dirty. Same thing with Drake. Like you got your hands semi dirty with me, but we got to see. We really need. If you keep hollering saying you the best and all, we got to see you get your hands dirty. But who would he get his hands dirty with? Because of his fame and his popular status. Like, is there somebody? Okay. I mean, him and Jay Z been throwing bars at each other. I don't want to hear Jay Z. That the, he an OG now. You're not gonna get any points for hitting on an OG who's 50 years old. No points for that. Okay, but I mean, they both been doing it. So they both been playing it at the. Th- I see what you're saying, but Jay Z has been throwing subtle shots as well. Is there anybody that you think? That he would solidify himself. I feel like he kind of solidified himself with Meek, in my opinion. I think I think I think he 
I, I don't know if he solidified his place with me, but I definitely think that he got people like, all right, this motherfucker also can rap as well. And he also understands the culture. And he, I think what that, I think the, the meek shit, what it did for Drake was it got Drake a lot of respect that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Cause he jumped out to, a, he jumped out with the record. Meek didn't put nothing else out. So then he jumped out on the nigga again. And then he went and did everything that he talked about in the two records. So, so I respect Drake. I don't have no no problem with them. Okay, I mean I can I can as see far, as far as from what we're talking about, you know, from this angle, right? From this from this particular angle. Okay, and I mean I I see what you're saying, but my thing when I say solidified with Meek is now we obviously kind of just laugh at Meek, and I, I I go back to what I said a long time ago. I just I can't see Meek making a project that's going to be so good it's going to take him out of that fucking hole. In my oh, personal yeah. Me- opinion, Meek is always going to be pigeonholed. Yeah, so he's kind of he's kind of on the downside right now. It's gonna be hard for him to climb back up. But um, you know, Meek was at the fucking height of his popularity at that time. I could not drive around without hearing a Meek record somewhere. So just for him to stop that momentum, I I mean, maybe Meek is not the spiller, but you know, when it comes to it's kind of what you said a long time ago, where you're facing a battle rapper and you beat a person who's known as a battle rapper in a battle. It really, it really fucking throws your, your name out there. I just don't think there's anybody right now that is so on his level that it would make it worthwhile. Because I feel like he could diss a few of these cats out here, but is there anybody on his, with the exception of J. Cole and Kendrick, which I can't see him sparring with either of those those people, um, unless he's fucking crazy. Or maybe M, because M so Eminem is always going to be well-known, but he's not going to go at M. I don't think so, no. And he just brought him out of the show uh, not too long ago, about a year a year ago, a year and a half ago. So I don't see any any bad blood there. So I guess we'll see. All right, man. No, not at all. All right, man. Denver got you all. Mile hide out, man. What else we got going on here, man? Um. Other than that, man, you really don't have too much uh, going on here for us. Um, you know. I definitely know that we got Wild Splash coming out here uh, in Tampa Bay. So some of the artists that we did discuss, they'll be coming out. Uh, I know we were discussing Trey Songs a couple of weeks ago and his, his Tinter Trantrums. Uh, <laughs> so so I guess they gave him the uh, the wild platform for him to wild out uh, here for us. But other than that, man, you know, we touched on it. Uh, what is the Grammys? Do you know? have no idea. I don't typically follow those award shows. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm sure somebody's gonna get an award and somebody's gonna get upset about it, and it's gonna become social media. Um, so I guess we'll we'll see what see what happens with that. Let's talk. Let's talk about this right now since the game is on. I know you mentioned you didn't want to talk about it, but I want to know what your thoughts are on Melo. I know it's gonna hurt you because he's a Maryland guy, but obviously with all the shit coming out in the NBA, the boy Braun Braun has seems like he's settled down more. And it's probably because fucking management told him, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, he seems like he's been settled down. I mean, the motherfucker went from the motherfucker went from saying, oh, we need we need these people, this, that, and the third, to I'm just going to deal with whoever to give me. So, I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, he knew all that hollering wasn't going to get anything done. You wanted Kevin Love. You got him. We had to pay to keep him. You wanted Tristan Thompson to keep getting those boards? Well, guess what? We had to pay to keep him. You didn't want to pay uh, Della Vadova, so guess what? He walked away. But at the end of the day, if you're the best player in the damn world and I done gave you 
two of the top 20 players in the league. Figure it out. <laughs> and there was always uh, rumors. And rumors is reported rumors. I don't think this is true about Cleveland trying to play for Melo, but there's no way they can get him without really giving up Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson. And for some reason, Cleveland seems like they don't want to budge with Tristan Thompson. Like he's that big of a big of a uh, a piece to the team, but he's, he's getting, getting paid those so bo- much. Yo, those boards are, are so critical. They're, they're critical boards. Melo's is Melo going to go get those boards? Of course not. But if they got to if they got to balance out the money, the only way they're going to really do it for Cleveland right now, being over where they're at and the owner willing to pay luxury tax is going to be giving up Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson, which you're right. Doesn't seem like they really Kevin Love and Porzingis. Does it work? Kevin Love and Porzingis on the same squad. I mean, um, yeah. That's a good question. I'm going to say yes because of one thing. I feel like if it's Kevin Love and Porzingis, I feel like Kevin Love is going to go back to playing like he did on the Timberwolves where he's on the block more. And if he's on the block more, I see it working. Right now, Kevin Love plays so much off the block because of Cleveland's type of system. I feel like if he's down there, he's posting up and he's doing that, we might see the Kevin Love of old where he's scoring 24, 25 plus a game with 10, 11 rebounds. And then obviously Porzingis Dr. Love. pulling his fucking best um Best uh, uh, Dirk Nowitzki uh, impersonation there, and, and just going off here. But um, we we can make this one real quick. What are your thoughts on Melo's situation? I think it's time to deal. I think it's time to deal. And where do you think he goes? Go. I I, I mean, shit. The Clippers. I I mean, I can't really see him going to Milwaukee. Why would you? Why would you give up your no trade clause and go to Milwaukee? Okay, so you see him going to the Clippers. Now, my other question. Do you think that will make the Clippers a better team? Because to me, it all depends on Chris Paul. It all depends on, yeah, you're right. Chris Paul's the one who starts the drink. Like, I saw this stat today, and I did not even realize it because I don't follow the Clippers like that. But um, since Chris Paul's injuries, the Clippers have been 4-12, which is fucking crazy. So, I don't know, man. I just, let's see, who they got on that squad? I just can't see Chris. Um, okay, maybe it's a combination of both. <laughs> maybe. What do you mean? Maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe it's. Um, I can't see it working. And by working, I mean them getting to where they want to be. Because right. I feel like if they put Melo on there, they're going to be still a 50 plus win team, 55 plus win probably. But I feel like they're still going to get bounced to the playoffs against the Spurs or Warriors. I don't feel like they're really going to make that much of a jump. And you're being 100% correct. That's the, all it's going to do is just make it a prettier package. If Melo might get you a game or so, okay, so instead of you losing, losing in six, you lost in seven. But guess what? You still lost. <laughs> so what are you feeling about? Um, I think, personally, I this is what I think. I think the Chris Paul's contract year is coming up. Right. This year, I believe. I believe it's actually this year that his contract is up. Uh, that goes for other players, too, obviously being Steph Curry and Durant. If Durant decides to opt out, he has an option, then it would be all of their years. I feel like you have to – they got to get rid of Blake Griffin, man. The Clippers. I do. Honestly, do. Because Chris Paul makes that team so much better, and Blake Griffin, to me, has been the same player the last few years. He's going to give you 20-plus points. He's going to give you those uh, But he's never rebounds. the game changer. But he's never going to be the game changer. He, 
his game kind of reminds me of um a while back um a Jesus what's a good comparison here he kind of reminds me of a uh, Dwight Howard on the Magic to be honest he just wasn't okay. that good he wasn't he that was good, good of a enough, player though. Yeah, he was good enough. The team, his team, actually made the finals, which and was got smacked by the Lakers. And got smacked by the Lakers, but um, it was never that game changer. And if you want to win the championship, I don't know what the fuck they got to do, but they they definitely got to get rid of one of those players. I mean, but they trying to keep everybody and just bring in Melo. Yeah, I'm just not seeing it, bro. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I am not seeing it. I feel like the Clippers. The Clippers, what their their thing was the last few years, you know what I feel like it's been? I feel like it's been when you play uh, NBA 2K and you're in that My League mode and you just start adding all these fucking players who you might think might be good to your team, but they're really not. Right. Like with the obsession of maybe J.G. Redick and Jamal Crawford, the the Paul Pierce edition wasn't really that good. Uh, they were just adding players. They added Jordan Farmar a while back. Oh, he played good with the Brooklyn, and he's not even in the fucking league no more. Jordan Farmar? Damn. Jordan Farmar, and they are adding all these other players. They got to get rid of fucking Austin Rivers. You already paid him his money. He's not doing anything good. Get the fuck out of there. But, you know, it's the coach's son, so it is what it is. But, um, yeah, man. Look, NBA season, it is what it is. We got to focus on this NBA right now because of the fact that um, baseball – it's not here yet, and plus, you don't give a fuck about baseball to October, anyways. Facts. <laughs> and and the NFL is on hiatus, and ain't no real motherfuckers watching hockey unless it's live. All right, if you live, you watching hockey. Yeah, if you in the building, you watching. You're not you're not catching one of these fucking MSNBC hockey rival nights. You're not doing that shit. So it is what it is here. But um, yeah, man. Is that what we got today, bro? Yeah, man, I'm just watching this, man. And I see, of course, Melo showing out because he's playing the Clippers, man. But, I'm, you know, I'm definitely excited, um, you know, to see how everything plays out. You got All-Star coming up. You got the NCAAs coming up. I'm sure we're definitely going to have, um, we're definitely going to have, you know, some surprise releases. You know, that's definitely popular in the culture now. So, um, every time we go through this, man, the culture guys always shine down on us, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> that is true. The culture guys definitely do shine down on us. There hasn't been any real beefs or any shit like that um, lately here. So, um, you know, I guess we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening here, man. But um, you know, I'm gonna check out that Big Sean project. I really want to see how it's gonna how it's gonna turn out. Um, Me too, man. My kids like Big Sean. You know, the edited version, of course. <laughs> Oh shit! You taking it back to the edited versions, bro? Let me tell you, cause I'm a little bit of your uh, a younger cat, man. Um, long time ago, the day of cassette tapes. Growing okay. up, cassette tapes. We growing had up in Detroit. Press play, rewind, and fast forward. Exactly. Growing up in Detroit, it was only right because he was such a popular artist. My mother got me an Eminem cassette. Nice. The Slim Shady LP, actually. The cassette. Okay. The edited cassette. Bro, when I tell you, there's two rappers you should not have an edited version of. Eminem. <laughs> and DMX. Eminem and DMX. It was damn near an instrumental album. Damn. That's how fucking bad it was. Even Eminem would just start spouting off like, 
hit the headless dog with a spike cop. And then the beat drop, and you're like, what the fuck is he saying? So, man, them good old days of the cassette tapes, man. They had the, uh, you had the Funk Flex cassette tapes. Those mixtapes were so. I think my first cassette tape that I actually remember, man, might have been Ludacris's Back for the First Time. Oh, shit. They, you had that shit on cassette? Fat Rabbit. Oh, yeah, you, all of that shit, dog. My sister got it for me on cassette, dog. You are fucking legendary. That was, <laughs> that was the later of the cassettes. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was like the oh, 2001 cassettes. God damn. I think that was the first record that I remember having on cassette was listening to that Ludacris back for the first time, dog. Oh, shit, man. That, that was a good record, too, that Luda. Yeah, it was, man. And you know we had which cassettes we had, man. Just take it back. We had the Chronic by Dre. Um, Still waiting on the Chronic on on, 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 detox. on detox. You know, niggas know we ain't never gonna hear that shit. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to Royce. He's been killing shit uh, with his freestyles. But he had this one bar on one of his older records. He says, "My guns ain't coming out if we not shooting yours. Your guns are coming out with detox too," which I thought was the funniest fucking line in the world. So. Uh, you know, shout shout out to Royce there, but um, yeah, man, those cassettes were really popping, man. And you know what? This got nothing to do with cassettes because this was actually a CD. But we were talking about Funk Flex. This just reminded me a while back when DJ K Slade was on his run of fucking dropping these flame ass mixtapes and shit before he decided to sit back behind the radio and shit and do whatever the fuck he's doing over there in Hot ninety seven. Is it right that he's doing over there? But um, because he came out with a joint. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember this record. It was with Greg Street. It was the South and North. Mixtape, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to put everybody on a song, and I don't want to steal any other people's like segments and shit. But this is a very, this is a song that people do not know, and I feel like you need to know. If you put haven't heard it, it I'm gonna put it on board. I cannot recall what the record of this name is, but you know what? I think I remember it. It was called "In the Ghetto." I'm gonna give you the lineup. For this joint because it's funny as shit. You got Cassidy. You got Jim Jones. Was Akon on this record? No, Akon wasn't on this. Who record. was singing the hook? It was a sample. It was a sample. It was like building born in the ghetto. So, <laughs> so we got Cassidy, hilarious. Jim Jones. Papoose was on this record, if I'm correct. Papoose, Jim Jones, Cassidy. You know what? Let me fact check here. Okay, I got it exactly here. Fat Joe, Jim Jones, Cassidy, Sheik Looch. So you hear this record automatically, right? And you're like, yo, this has got to be a really flame beast ass record. Right. You know who the last cat was? Who? Shaquille O'Fucking Neal. Shaquille. Shaquille, that big air throttle. Shaquille O'Neal on a joint with Jim Jones and Cassidy, along with Fat Joe. That, I'm telling you, is a funny-ass fucking lineup. And what makes it even better is Shaq actually had two joints on this mixtape. One of them was with Papoose and Bun B. Damn, Shaq had two, two, two placements? Two joints. It was the you remember that old record that came out a long ass time ago. It was Shaq and a uh, Big. Can't stop the rain. Yeah. It was the remix to Can't Stop the Rain ten years later, wow. and it was with Bun B, 
and Papoose. And that was like Papoose right after Touch and Go remix when everybody was on his dick and they thought Papoose was going to be the next great one. And I, I just, I thought so too, but after he dropped Our Scream of Dream in 2012, I was very disappointed, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. But um, yeah, I want everybody to check out that record there. I think that's a slept on record. And Shaq actually did not do that terrible on this record. I mean, nothing's going to be worse than Kobe I when he tried to rap. I, I still remember Shazam. God damn, leave Shazam alone, <laughs> man. That's a fucking cult classic. <laughs> Shazam. Shazam is a cult That movie classic. was so bad, it was good. <laughs> Facts. Like, there, there's movies like that that's so fucking bad, it was good. Another uh, joint like that was, um, to me, another movie that was just like that was, uh, what's that movie? Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Yeah. That movie was so fucking terrible. It was just funny as shit. They got three titty bitches and a whole bunch of other shit out there. But um, it was a pretty good movie. But um, yeah, I want everybody to check out that um, check out that um, of course that record there. Um, yeah, man. But that's um, that's pretty much it here. I think it's a wrap, man. It's a bow tie on this one. I like that. It's a bow tie on this one. Yeah. Next time, uh, next uh, NBA All Star Week comes in. What is it? Um, next Sunday. Next Sunday. Not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Yeah, the following Sunday. Let me double check that fact. Yeah, it's got to be because that's the end of the, um, the following week after that is going to be March. No, that's two weeks from now. All Star Weekend dates. Let's fact check for you people out here. Uh, the nineteenth, February nineteenth. So yeah, that will be next Sunday. All right. So All Star Weekend coming back. Uh, we if. We're going to be hitting with the um, NBA midseason awards. Yeah, we're going to do, you know, first half midseason awards, second half predictions. And, you know, we'll have, of course, you know, a couple of uh, friendly debates we got to get in there. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely get that get that done here um, because I already know one of the awards. I already know what I, I mean. We could just leave a teaser here because I already know where the fuck this is going. Here's where this is going to go. This is where we're going to have a debate about teams and who we think is going to make the finals and shit like that and my man is going to sit here and tell me how the Warriors are going to get smacked in the finals by the Cavs because they can't rebound still I, and, and, and but look but look I didn't change my position I'm still saying that rebounding will still be the Achilles heels of the Warriors now I can't now that won't be true if you kill a nigga's 150 if you put up 150 points it won't matter if you get if what rebounds that that's what, where, what what rebounds at that, 150 a night. That, that's where but my, what but what happens when you're playing and it's 105? Those rebounds gonna come into play. It will. And here's where my favoritism is gonna come into play because I'm gonna say some shit just based off me liking the team and being a fan of the Warriors since I was like seven without any basis for facts. Sure. You know why we don't gotta worry about rebounds? Because we plan on making every fucking shot. That's how that's how it is. And at this point, plan on shooting 80. percent And at this point, that's what they're doing. It's pretty much what they're doing is just running motherfuckers out the gym. Um, oh, big game. Actually, we should mention this right now. There's a big game coming in Saturday. It's oh, KD's. you know it's the Boo Birds. I don't want to hear nothing about we, <laughs> We're from Oklahoma City. And, no, we want to thank. No, no, no. Boo! Wait, wait a minute. Man. Wait a minute. Because I haven't heard much about this game aside from. Are they saying Durant's going to get cheers? There's no fucking way he's going to get cheers. They're saying that they think it should be a pretty civil, a pretty civil evening. There is no. All right, OKC's not going to fucking be civil. They I'm burned his jersey. I'm calling for OKC <laughs> to bring out the Boo Birds. All day, every single time he touches the ball. Yeah, every every freaking time he touches the ball. I want to hear the Boo Birds. It's, it's Saturday night, prime time. You, you had the team down three to one. And instead of you 
trying to conquer the yard, you went and joined the cool kids on the block. <laughs> That's a good way to say so, it. So I just want to, and before we close on this, um, and we'll touch on it, I'm sure more. But what if the Warriors do win the championship and the KD bounces? Would you, would you feel a little pimped? No. Would you say no because we got another ring? You know why I would say no? Because of the contract. Because we gave him the out. We gave him the out. We gave him the team the team option. So if he does it and he bounces, I wouldn't feel a way. Um, I would feel like he pulled a. He pulled basically he pulled the fucking uh, LeBron at that point. Even though LeBron stayed longer, you won the rings. You went back to your town. I don't think he's going back to OKC though. I kind of see him if the Wizards keep playing the way they're playing. I kind of see him joining Washington and just hitting that hometown kid stretch. It's um, a lot easier, especially with LeBron hanging it up. It'll be a lot easier in the East. That's what I'm saying. So I kind of see him going that route. If they do win, I expect them to bounce. Honestly, if they lose, I expect them to probably bounce too. No, no, you can't lose and bounce. You got you to get the ring before you bounce. Depends on how they lose. If they lose in the finals, I see him staying. But if they lose before the finals, if they lose like in the semifinals or Western Conference it finals, I see him leaving. Bart, like, that means that he got to get hurt. Curry got to get hurt, get hurt. Tops, everybody got to get hurt. From a non-objective point of view, do you not think the Spurs can take him in the seven-game series? The way Kawhi Leonard has been playing? I'll say it, and I'm glad you brought up the Spurs. <laughs> I do believe the Spurs could beat them, but the Spurs would have to. They would have to split the first two games. If they don't split, it's over. Oh, okay. If you split, you got a chance. You don't split, it's over. Even if they split and the Spurs win their two home games and possibly win game five. Because to me, I feel like game five is always important. I feel like teams are more easier to win the first two nah, games than winning nah. that if, fifth if, game. If Pop gets you up 3-1, he's going to figure out how to get you out of there one more game. Okay, fair enough. So if that's the case, if they lose to the Spurs, you see KD still staying? In the conference final? I, um, you got to stay. You got to right that wrong. Okay. I see it. Either way, we got Cause him. Because why, why else did you leave Oklahoma City? You can't go, you can't go to Golden State. Only way you can leave Golden State is if you win the championship. If you if you anything that falls short of a championship, you have to come back because you fell short in you fell short in OKC for nine years. So you left OKC to to continue to fall short. That would be funny as fuck. I'm sorry. I as a fan, even as a Golden State fan, you think that would be funny as fuck? I think it would be funny. Damn, I mean, man. as much as I want the Warriors to win, and I think they will win this year because our team is so much better. I think it would be funny if KD because then. It'll feel KD would get into his own mind and feel like this motherfucker is cursed or some shit. Like I can't, I can't fucking win. But side note, not looking too far ahead because we'll save that for next week's discussion. And this weekend, I expect K, uh, KD Russell Westbrook to play a fucking crazy game. I expect Westbrook to go the fuck off. They're gonna have the fans behind him. Not only do I think they're gonna be booing the shit out of Durant, I think anytime Westbrook has the ball in his hand, they're gonna be cheering fucking crazy because it's Russell Westbrook, and they already know where his loyalty lies. So. I feel like Westbrook is going to have a good game. I still do think the Warriors are going to win. I don't see no fucking half-court shot like he did last year in the regular season when he pulled up from Godland and decided <laughs> to shoot a straight jump. I don't no see, man's land. Yeah, I don't see nothing like that, but I do see them winning. But I guess we'll see what happens with that. So it's good to have exciting sports back, especially after the Super Bowl. So the NBA is finally picking up. Um, yeah, man, the NBA season really doesn't get going until all-star break. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, they have been a few good games. Like, for example, that Washington Cavalier, uh, Cavaliers game, that was a good game. TNT Tuesdays now they got because, you know, the NBA is fucking greedy. And they're bringing it back on Saturdays also. Yeah, of course. They're bringing it back on Saturdays with ABC. So there's a lot of basketball around there. Ball why, can't we, life. why can't we get the NBC back? We need the NBA, the NBA on NBC. Oh, shit. That, that fucking theme song was sampled in so many rap, rap beats, I swear to God. 
the NBA on NBC. But um, classic, very classic. All right, man. So we'll see what's up, man. It's um, you know, it's ironic because with the country going downhill and shit, I mean, there really hasn't been much exciting shit. If you guys focus on politics, you're not. This isn't a political podcast. We're not going to give you fucking takes on on shit. The only thing I'm saying right now, and I could just leave it at this, and we can kind of bounce. Uh, if you have one th- more more thing to say, I just feel like Trump is turning politics into the real world. It's just must watch TV. That's pretty much what it is to me. Hey man, that's 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 a that's a pretty good uh pretty good bookmark right there. Yeah, you know, China about to bomb the shit out of us, but we don't give a oh, fuck because we got we got the guy putting salt on meat. That's all people care about. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about political issues. They care about social media shit. So uh, yeah, man. But set man, let's put a. Like I said earlier, let's put a bow tie on this one. Let's put a let's put a bow on the a ribbon on this present uh, to you guys. As always, class is dismissed, man. Class is dismissed. Get out of here. You're so fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs>